I was reading uh, someone's early review of the Power Rangers movie, and it sounds exactly like I expected it to turn out. Well, that's good. No, it's not. Oh, is it not good? It sounds like Transformers 2007. You don't like being right? Yeah, you're talking to Hey Mickey here. I mean, come on. His whole life is built around being having a horrible feeling about something and then being proven right. Oh, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. See, that's the problem. Like, yeah, I'm right an alarming amount of the time. It's not always a pleasant thing for me to be right so much because sometimes I would like to not be right about the bad premonitions I have. But I am. The, the pessimist's lament. Yeah. Would you rather be right or be happy? I'd rather be right. You know, sometimes I think I would just rather be happy. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> There's no happiness in this world. Not anymore. Just a penis. Actually, in your case, there's several, isn't there? Well, I suppose so. <laughs> and and then there's, you know, the, the two dudes in your life, too. Oh! <laughs> what I'm saying is that you're a snake. <laughs> <laughs> That was a hell of a leap, but I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely on the scale, that's for sure. Oh, puns. Quiet, Paladin. And I just started with my vodka. Things can only go up from here. Yep. I like my inebriation. I was going to make an erection joke, but it just seems in poor taste now. Well, it's a pretty small joke, really. Oh, we're talking about your Ugh. erection? Yes. No, I have a tiny penis. Intro quote. <laughs> As if you're surprised. No. Although I could swear I have something along that line from you already anyway. Probably. You've gotten my tiny penis plenty of times. The thing is, like, you don't really have a lot of original material, so, like, we're trying to get into reruns. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> We've pretty much been through your whole repertoire by now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and since I've, you know, kept snippets of almost all of it, none of it's fresh anymore. So you can just feed all of your little clippets into, like, you know, a computer and, like, have digital Scott. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Burns, you're quite good at turning me on. Intro quote. I'm almost positive he's done that before. This is what I'm saying. He's he's out of material. Well, see, then you just digitally snip out uh, Mr. Burns with uh, Fort Max. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Fort Max. <laughs> you're well, quite good at turning me on. Yeah, see, the problem is I already have that from him, too. <laughs> so you, you you start to grasp the problem I'm encountering here. Well, the problem is that Simpsons did it first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Simpsons and did it first, and then Paladin used it as uh, a line several years ago, and you've used it also, and Scott's used it several times now. Well, you know, it's just a good line. Well, it's a true line. It's a truism. It's kind of like saying. Gravity pulls things down. I mean, it's like, it's a law of nature at this point. Oh, that's not true at all. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm just saying, I know how gravity works. 
I mean, gravity could pull you up if it was strong enough. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> gravity is like a glue. If enough gravity on someone's head, they'll go up. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've been putting... Yeah. Never mind. Gravity hot glue. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I was, I was trying to do something like that, but couldn't quite. But it didn't work. Yeah, I couldn't quite tug it out. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is masturbation. Well, you're saying it, yes. And that's a shame too, since and, you know you're married. And, and that's still one fewer masturbation reference than the power than in the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that blurb right before I logged on. What the hell? Again, it's just Transformers 2007 all over again. I was going to make a like some joke of a Zord walking over people and be like, "Oh, look, it's testicles!" <laughs> no, that's for the sequel. Uh, this one will be one of the Zords walking over somebody and peeing on them. Oh God. You know, if we're if we're drawing a parallel timeline here, sure, a parallel sure. timeline. Your mom's a parallel timeline. Uh, she's pretty horizontal most of the time, actually. I don't know. She's too round to have anything be parallel. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she has a Your lot mom's... of parallels. They just, you know, run like stripes. Your mom is so fat; she's perpendicular. Hey, hey, that's hurtful. Hey. Your She's mom needs her parallels because, you know, you need to be able to map her by latitude and longitude. <laughs> okay, I like that one. <laughs> That's a good Your one. Your mama just has longitude. <laughs> Your mama has fatitude. fatitude. <laughs> ah! Ah! Blobs of fatitude. She's an oblique spheroid. <laughs> well, she certainly isn't an acute anything. Mm-mm. Nope. She's obtuse. Yeah, well, I think we all are. So that's, that's kind of a hard one to levy at anybody. None of us are more <laughs> obtuse than Fort Max. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. So are we ready to watch Daddy Issues, the DS9 episode? <laughs> Well, um, you tell us. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I can make fun of this episode. I spent the whole time crying. So, I mean, I don't know. This is gonna be the I mean, aside from the normal reasons why you cry. <laughs> I mean, I assume everyone else cried at this too, right? It's a pretty normal thing, right? Uh, right? I cried when Bashir circumcised the monster with the laser scalpel. That, that kind of hit close to home for me. <laughs> Mazel tov, zip. Superhero Time presents that one episode of Star Trek. With Chris. Look, look, don't kink shame the Vulcan. Hey, Mickey. Every week is Ponfora Quarks. Scott. Look, all black Vulcans look the same to me. And Fort Max. Look, we know you want to give multiple men your Vulcan stick. Are you about like an inch shorter than you used to be? <laughs> no, why do you ask? This week on that one episode of Star Trek, <laughs> changeling circumcisions.
Because we're answering the philosophical question, can you circumcise a non-solid life form? I thought we were answering the philosophical question of, is Odin no, Jewish? You, the answer is you can, but, it, that, but that doesn't mean it will stick. <laughs> Remember to circumcise your pets regularly. Well, it's important to circumcise Odo, so that way he, he can, it's easier to clean himself. <laughs> right, right. That way the Dr. Kira doesn't have to do it. Dr. Kira? Dr. or Kira oh. doesn't have to do it. No, they're, they're really, wouldn't it, wouldn't it just be easier to, uh, like, pour him uh, through a filter? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> He's like a cheesy snudge behind <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see the hassle making mascarpone in the coffee filters again. No, no, I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking something more like a car's oil filter. Uh, like, you know, I need to know he's going to be collecting cat hair and stuff all day. <laughs> Hey, Oda, could you read your hand on the couch for me real quick? He comes back a little covered in all those nasty <laughs> dust bunnies and stuff. No, oh, I, I'll I never have, come out. I have wondered that about changelings. Like, how easy is it for them to expel foreign objects from themselves? Especially if it's, like, little particulates. And how do they not make magic tricks out of it? <laughs> hey, Kira. <laughs> Kira, look. <laughs> Something comes poking out of him. <laughs> look what I've got. <laughs> I was supposed to say, like, uh, morph and, throw Odo against the refrigerator. And, and then Odo gets arrested for indecent exposure. Well, it's not really a penis. It just looks like a penis. That's never going to hold up in court. Oh, I could hold up a court with my... Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. Never mind. <laughs> so this oh. week we're watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. This is um, the alternate from Season 2, Episode 12. Or as Scott puts it, Daddy Issues the Episode. My daddy, daddy issues. I have to say, though, this episode starts on an incredible high note and then just goes downhill from there. This episode's strange that it sort of shifts tone consistently throughout it, where it starts out as, well, we get, you know, this awesome movie with Quark, uh-huh. then you get daddy issues, then it becomes the movie Alien. Yeah, uh, I, I think if they had the just thing? stuck with the, like, the character study angle more and done less monster movie with it, it probably would have had a stronger overall presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question uh, is that Dr. Mora, who is Odo's daddy, uh, is this the first episode with him? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cause and the last. They... No, he was in the second episode. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, he came back at one point and, and, and they were discussing stuff. So I couldn't remember if there was the first or the second episode with him. No, this is the first one. The second one is uh, after Odo has been turned into a solid. Uh, right. After season three, four, well, whenever that was. Uh, and they find a baby changeling and Dr. Mora comes back to help, that's, uh, that's you know, right. raise it. Because I was thinking that this episode was that one, that it was like... Oh, okay. No, this episode this was... is this one. It's the one that we watched. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I thought this was the Daddy Hurt Me episode, but this is the it Daddy is. Doesn't Love Me episode. This is it's a different. This is an emotional hurt, not a physical hurt. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this is the emotional abuse episode. The second uh, Dr. Moore episode is the physical abuse episode. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Very succinct. <laughs> I mean, I find Look, it difficult. There is to... many, many layers of parental abuse, and Deep Space Nine cannot cover all of them in one single episode. Right, right. I mean, of all the DS9 episodes, this one was one of the more difficult ones to masturbate to, but I managed. Well, you know, it's always a struggle. 
<laughs> yes. Not all of them can be quark and drag. That's oh god. Well, I hate that episode. <laughs> Stupid sexy quark. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, would the Ferengi and drag life. just be naked? naked? You would you would think that? <laughs> yes, ostensibly yes. <laughs> Which I mean, that seems by like broadcast standards, it. no. You would think that would make Ferengi uh, drag kind of hard to pull off, but. Right. Yeah, because when you think about it, it's like, oh, you're clearly not female. Well, we don't really know what a naked Ferengi female looks like, to be fair. Oh, I can find you pictures. Do you want pictures? I mean, they're not canon pictures. We saw most of Mookie naked, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we didn't see any of the parts that would have, you know, indicated clear physical distinction. We've never seen a baby Ferengi, have we? I don't think so, no. What do you think Gok is made out of? Well, that's Klingon afterbirth. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine, like, Fringies are, they go through, like, a larval stage where they're, like, slugs or something. Well, they do seem to go through at least one extra set of ears. <laughs> they shed them. Um, well, I mean, one episode makes a reference to someone still having their first ears. That's really? disturbing as fuck. A little bit, yeah. So I, have, when, when I, I have to imagine. I have to imagine they wrote that in there just in case they wanted to show a baby Ferengi at some point, and they need an excuse to just like not put the big ear prosthesis on a small child. Oh, I see. Or make a big ear prosthesis that would fit a small child. I mean, you know, you're kind of just splitting hairs here for it, man. Well, you know, also, I mean, is that any weirder than the fact that humans have two sets of teeth and some of them just fall out halfway through? Right. And they're, like, always in there. The adult teeth are in the skull at all times. Yeah. That's fucking weird. No, my mom's that, teeth that's... come out of her skull regularly. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, I know. Plate. It feels amazing. You, know. you can fit more ham and dick in that way. <laughs> ham and dick at the same time. So, I wonder when, like, teenage fringy girls are trying to pad their bra, quote, quote, if they just put, like, a Mickey Mouse hat with, like, giant ears on it. <laughs> That's what that's what the men do. Oh, okay. Well, I figured large ears was like a just a sexual trait. No, no, that no, no. Uh, large lobes. Uh, that's a, that's a masculine trait. So yeah, if you think about if you think about the oh. what two different female Ferengi we saw in Deep Space Nine, they both had significantly smaller ears than all the other Ferengi. And think of all the female Ferengi in Star Trek Online. Okay. That's aimed at Scott so. specifically, but he would get that reference. So. Oh, well, I, I do, and I'm trying to. I'm, I'm struggling to think of anybody who's made a female Ferengi character in Star Trek Online. <laughs> well, Scott, you know what you have to do now. Stupid, sexy Packlids. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine what a female Packlid looks like. Those were uh, female Packlids. Oh, uh, no wonder they were so interested in Jordy. Oh, damn. Actually, no, that doesn't make any sense. If they were female, why would they be interested in Jordy? <laughs> oh, oh. Well, because they were retarded. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> do, 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 do. Well, maybe we should start talking about Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, there's like a spaceships and stuff. Let's talk about that for a while. <sighs> all right, Scott, this one's all you. What? God damn it. Yeah. He's want to hear you break down and cry. Uh, 
This one's all about daddy. All right, so again, the episode starts on an incredible high note where we have Quark, who's trying to sell pieces of a famous Fringy salesman. The guy who developed the portable hollow suites. Yes, Plague with two Gs. Not to be confused with Simon Plague. Who... Or Mitch Pelegi. <laughs> Mitch Pelegi? That's a no, name? I love the, the Fringy funeral custom. is so fucking disgusting. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense. It does. It, and I love that. I... Any any kind of world building like this, I enjoy this kind of world building more than I enjoy like, the Yeah, I, when you think about this, what else could they could the would the Ferengi possibly have as funeral rites? And you know, there was you know the vague practice of certain celebrities dying, being cremated, and like their ashes. Some of them getting you know auctioned off. Yeah, but. The implication here is these aren't ashes. No, they are yeah, the freeze-dried. Yeah. Right, like like Galileo's finger or whatever, or, or um, Rasputin's to, penis. Yeah, I have to assume it's, you know, fairly smaller tissue samples since there's often several hundred of them per person, but yeah. Oh. Well, See, yeah so, like... it, so it's like relics of saints or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or even better, it's like the little pieces of uh, pig skin that you use, and you pop them in the fryer, and it turns them into chicharrones. <laughs> I wonder if they just take, like, the whole Ferengi body, grind it up into, like, some kind of paste, freeze-dry that until it turns into a powder, and then they just fill the little Petri dishes with that. So yeah, it's okay, not, it's not any it... discreet portion of whoever. I, no, I, I, I they, they say that they cut them up. Yes. Plus, oh, it'd be too grinding easy to put our mirrors cutting up. No, see, that's why they have the certificate of authenticity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> so Quark is just about to sell the hell out of pieces of Plague, who is just an amazing uh, salesman. So <laughs> Odo from across room sees and goes, "Oh, the fuck he doesn't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the way the shot of structures. Quark is like just blabbering away. Odo just walks by and just turns to face Quark in the background. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I just shall not stand. <laughs> so he comes over and goes, How much? I want some. And then uh Cork is like, wait, you you really you really want some? He's like, Yeah. Three strips of, of gold players platinum. He's like, I, I, I like Odo's premise here too. Like you know, death and burial rituals fascinate me. I'm thinking of starting a collection. Yeah. Which so is... I could I could see him being legit about that. Well, yeah, because he's never experienced death. He doesn't even know what his culture's death rituals are. So so then he starts to just, like, leans forward in the most condescending tone, <laughs> making fun of Quark for his thing. <laughs> oh, it's so good how you chop up your loved ones and then sell them. Jesus, dude. <laughs> That's culture shaming, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> hey, start stop virtue signaling. Look. We look. We know what Odo's uh, hobby is, and that is tormenting Quark. Yes. So Odo amazingly just produces three strips of gold pressed Latin, which I assume aren't just part of his body, because that'd be a mean trick. <laughs> no, no, he just popping them out like he, he was storing them. Right. <laughs> In his pockets. Yes. Yeah, it must be so, nice to be a changeling when your whole body is basically a pocket. Hot pocket. Like think of all the stuff you could sneak into a movie theater that way. <laughs> Giant dildos. Corn <laughs> on the cob. So mm, bumpy. So <laughs> so Cork walks over and grabs his finest indica and walks back over to uh, to Odo. 
And he's like still like not sure if he's serious. And Odo's like, oh, I'm serious. I want to buy him. Especially since he's still alive. Oh, what? <laughs> I swear I didn't know. And he starts. Now, this is one thing about Quark I, I, I personally like about his characters. I honestly don't know if he actually didn't know or if this is just his excuse. Yeah, it's he kind seems of gray. sincere. Yeah, I, I take it as Quark definitely got taken in this. Right. Actually, so that's no. no. No, 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 no. Quark is lying here. If Quark got taken, he'd be angry, not incredulous. Or, oh, okay, no, I think you're right, because he goes, well, wait, if this isn't Plague, then who is it? And that's when Hodor says, good question. And then Quark very smartly says, well, I demand an investigation. Okay. Yeah. Which was... Awesome. So I think I think Haymaker's right. I think Haymaker knows he's been taken, but it's only his, his only recourse. If he's like, oh, well, don't worry about it, then he'd look guilty as shit. <laughs> yeah. I I love the I demand an investigation. It's just the way he delivers that. <laughs> oh, you'll get an investigation. <laughs> they have the and best then, dynamic. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and then that's really kind of the end of the episode. So we could really stop here if you guys want to. All right. I mean, we keep... going back to talking about space retards then. <laughs> Fort Max, what say you? They make the podcast go. <laughs> what if a Malon and a Packlet had sex? They'd just be this big dumb potato. Right, anyway. Farts. <laughs> uh, anyway, so from here on, really, the episode gets boring. So we can just kind of sit here and watch it in silence if you guys want. I don't, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> Um, no, anyway, so a, a Bajoran uh, daddy figure walks in, and Odo goes, Daddy! I mean, Dr. Mora. And then Daddy goes, Oh, hello, son. It's been too long, if you know what I mean. Now, I, lo- I love this bit of dialogue here, where Odo's just like, What the fuck are you doing here? Why didn't you tell me you were coming? Right. Oh, well, you- it's just part of the moment thing. I didn't have time. You had five hours from Bajor to get here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Takes five hours. Um, so you couldn't call in five hours, <laughs> right? Look, do you well, know we're much, moving it. Do you know how much it costs to make a phone call from the from the plane? <laughs> well, nothing because they're in a cashless society. I don't think Bajor is cashless, actually. Mm-mm. I think Bajor sells money. Well, because they're, they're not Stop part of the it. Federation at this point, are they? They're not part of the Federation at any point in the show. <laughs> really, they never joined. Savages. <laughs> they need the Cardassians to come and just give them some culture. Holy Jesus. Not this again. <laughs> Fucking Cardassian apologists. Yeah, we should ask Bok Cobb what he thinks about this. <laughs> I think he's so, busy not packing right now. <laughs> <laughs> or chasing squirrels for that matter. He is busy desperately trying to empty his colon as th- thoroughly as possible so he doesn't have to use a public bathroom on the drive from Michigan to California. <laughs> So he's gonna call me when he gets here, right? <laughs> I mean, I got a room set up for him and everything. It's in the basement, and there's a bars over the window, but you know, it's in the power. Right. Anyway, for security. Yes, so people can't get to him. All these evil Californians. All right. Anyway, uh, so Doctor Mora starts asking the questions we all actually want to fucking answer to, but we never get. So, uh, are you wearing suit... clothes? Yeah, or is that suit part of you? <laughs> What about the boots? I don't know why the boots would be a separate consideration from the rest yeah. of it either. Am I, am I rubbing your nipple or am I just rubbing your nipple through a shirt? <laughs> I, I need to know these things. So anyway, Quark is just 
over the moon enjoying watching Daddy, you know, here with Odo. And it turns out Dr. Mora was the one that basically studied Odo when they first found him, like, two years ago or whatever it was. I, I believe it was longer than that. I, yeah, I never could quite um, get the time frame. It's been many years. They don't give an exact running... time frame, I don't think. Well, but, Odo but it's was less... security while the Cardassians had the station. Yeah. So how many years ago was that? Like five? Uh, at least. Yeah, well, that's and, still a long time. And Odo was to... kind of wandering around doing his own thing for a while before the Cardassians appointed him to. Ah. Because uh, in one of the flashback episodes to when it was still Terok Nor, he was kind of just hanging around the promenade and was already known at that point for kind of helping to mediate disputes between the Bajorans without any, like, official standing. So oh, okay. he'd been around there for a while, too. Okay. So he's like that homeless guy that's just already there, and you just kind of pay him to, like, pick up the parking lot or something? Um, It's it's very conceivable that, you know, Odo's personal timeline is, like, 15, 20 years. Oh, okay. Which is hilarious, because he's, like, a curmudgeonly old man, which I, I love. <laughs> All right, so in the very next scene, so Quark, he goes, oh, you guys need to catch up, and they wander off. The very next scene, there's a shot that is, it is clearly, it is clearly a Glade air freshener. <laughs> On the table. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there watching the episode, and it just cuts to it. It's clearly a cheap-ass 90s piece of plastic air freshener. Oh, like one of those uh, cone ones? Yeah, well, this one's kind of egg-shaped, but mm. it's like, that's so what it is. Well, there's an episode of Enterprise 2 where they're on a space station, and they're opening an access panel, and it is literally just a fiberglass air conditioner filter. <laughs> that they that they apply a clanking metal sound to when they move it. Spray <laughs> painted it metal colored. No, <laughs> just no. Should have had the dimensions on there. Twenty one by nineteen. <laughs> Who the fuck uses that? <sighs> they probably just covered that up with you know clever camera angles. Right. Kind or of just put tape over it. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So we see Doctor Mora and Odo walking through the promenade, chatting. Uh. And he's just basically, Dr. Moore is asking about, so who's this court guy? He's like, oh, whatever. Just One of your him. friends? Yeah, no, I don't have any friends. He's like, oh, well, you need to integrate. Son, you need to go out there and play game and play ball. That's what you need to do. <laughs> uh, wait a couple like, seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, he's uh, the umpire. Yes. You're out. So, Odo, his dad is just basically like, well, you know, you need to, like, integrate and be friendly with people. He's like, I'm just as friendly as I want to be, you old fuck. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. And Odo goes on to complain about Quark, because that's a mature thing to do. Oh, yeah, and Dr. Mora also kind of belittles Odo's career a little bit. Yeah, so tell me about this little police thing that you're doing now. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, chief of security. On the whole station. <laughs> like, how's it, so how's that working out? <laughs> it's my fucking career! <laughs> it is a really kind of a... Sh- Shitty edge. And this Wouldn't one, the you episode, rather come and be a research subject again with me? Right. I had that test tube you like. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, I couldn't tell if Dr. Morrow was really a dick or just kind of naive. And then it just kind of turns out he's just, I thought he was just kind of naive. Because uh, I get the impression. No, no, he's a dick. He is an absolute dick. See, I don't, I don't know. I didn't take it that way. I think he was just—he's just a scientist. He's like an engineer. He's like he doesn't understand feelings. Yeah, I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. 
I don't think Dr. Moore actually has kids of his own, so that may explain a lot of this. Well, no, he's a scientist or engineer. Of course, he doesn't have a family. No, I'm right. thinking. I'm thinking. There's a you know part of it is that yeah, he's a little bit naive because he's probably not the most socialized person out there. But he's also a little bit of a dick because Odo decided to just kind of fuck off and do what he wanted to do instead of staying with Dr. Mora forever. Right. See, I always got the impression that Dr. Mora did bad things to Odo before he realized that he was sentient. Yes. We got that from the second episode of uh-huh. him, though. Yeah, they, they right. I think it's, I think it's implied in this episode, too. Like, you can sort of see in Odo's face. Like, I remember you electric shocking me, you motherfucker. <laughs> right. And the centrifuge. And the protein decompiler. <laughs> These are all actual things that get mentioned in one of the two episodes. Yeah, but you can see in Odo's performance though that it's heavily implied that it, this guy did some shit to Odo. Yeah. In the name of science. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> Probably some of it after they realized he was a life form, too. I bet, yes. And yeah, so they... that's why I don't think this guy is naive. I think he's just a Nazi scientist. Oh my god. Man, where are the Cardassians to save us when we need them? <laughs> oh Jesus. Alright, so then we cut in uh where they have credits. Who gives a shit who made the show? Uh, it's not so even who made getting... the show, it's just who's in the show. Oh whatever. Though they help make it. I mean, you know, by being in it, right? Uh so we cut to the quarters of some uh African American Starfleet officer. Oh shit, that's Cisco. <laughs> Didn't recognize him with hair. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, still season two. Yeah, so Jake is like, okay, Daddy, I'll see you later, Daddy. And they start talking about homework, and they have this little scene about Klingon opera and I how boring this. it is. And I love this. I, you had to suffer through, use... I had to suffer through this when I was a kid, and so so do you. Except it's not even presented that way. It's like, you know, Jake's like, well, how am I ever going to use Klingon opera in real life? And Cisco cannot even well, come you... up with a plausible example of how that will apply to an actual person's life. Maybe you'll find yourself among just some Klingons. A, maybe you'll be working in, with the Klingon yeah. someday for some reason. And you'll need to talk to them. About opera. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake astutely says, Dad, what am I ever going to be sitting around and Klingons are going to break into opera that I'm going to be there for? <laughs> and then Jake makes the observation, uh, you know, just because you had to sit through and suffer this, why do I have, or I have to do it too? And just go, just lights up and is like, yep. <laughs> I just love how that whole scene plays out. Because I said so. So in the middle of this, <laughs> in his personal quarters, talking to his own son, Odo just walks in. <laughs> I think he rang the bell. Oh, oh, hey, I'm going to grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to actually get to why Dr. Bora came to the station. Right. So just as if Cisco's expecting me, he invites Odo to sit down. Uh... Okay, so well, apparently Odo is going to go along with it. They want to go to the Gamma Quadrant because they found some sort of DNA traces that match Odo's biochemistry somewhere in the Gamma Quadrant. So, yeah, so take it a, turns a out that Dr. Mora came to talk to Odo because Odo knows Cisco personally and can fast-track the process of getting the loan of a runabout that can go through the wormhole. That's right. Because otherwise, otherwise it would apparently take months of bureaucracy to get to that point. That's right. He didn't actually care about Odo. He just wanted Odo to pull a favor for him. That's yep. right. Dick. That's right. 
It's been like six hey. weeks. Six weeks since I watched this episode because you fuckers kept canceling recording. So listen, I'm trying I to was, remember. Listen, I was in Atlanta. Yes, because Atlanta doesn't have internet. You disgust me. So well, here's it the does, thing. but I had to pay thirteen dollars a day for it. <laughs> he tells and of Odo course, that... uh, Odo knew that. And well, he knew Odo would do it because that because it would be the quickest way to get him out of Odo's hair. He tells Odo that he just came for a runabout, but really he came to drag Odo along to this cha- shapeshifter place. Yeah, he's manipulating Odo again. Uh huh. Yeah, Dick. You know, it's interesting that the early concept for this episode was doing the typical "let's have the one actor play both roles" thing, but the process of getting Odo or of getting however however you say his name in and out of the Odo makeup and then into Bajoran makeup and then back again to switch places would have made the episode take two to three weeks to film. Uh, (laughs) So originally he was going to be Dr. Noonie and Soong? Yes. So that that would explain why he looks that way because he chose Dr. Mora's face as a template to make a humanoid face. That makes kind of sense. I can see that. He explained that too uh, in in a first season episode that he modeled his appearance on the scientist that studied him. Um, but it kind of works better the way it turned out, I think, since Odo is, you know, pointedly not that good at emulating faces. So it kind of makes sense for him to not, you know, be identical to the person he's emulating. Yeah. Right. What are you talking about? Look just like him. Two eyes, hole in the center for a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Little nubby bit with holes in it. What the hell? Your head's have so many these... holes. I've got all these strings coming out of my head. You know how hard it is to do hair? <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a flat texture. That's all. <laughs> like a PlayStation doll. 1. Huh? Uh, all right. So we cut in on random McRandom dude inside the runabout. So, so I will say, sub, it's definitely better than his uh, than the days when uh, his attempts looked more like uh, Goldeneye. Okay, what? For the N64? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, I mean the, the video game. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know that was a movie first, right? <laughs> Nobody cares about that, though. Apparently. There's also a song with Tina Turner. How, how did it go? Bum, 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 bum. Go on. I want to hear you sing Tina Turner. <laughs> golden high, golden ugly. <laughs> Golden eye, my skin's like leather. <laughs> uh, made my night. Okay. This is the right. first time he's done that. I think you were just too drunk to remember the last time. <laughs> oh, I probably won't remember this time either then. <laughs> <sighs> Vodka. All right. Um. See, that, that, means you, that just means you need to listen to the podcast later on sober. <laughs> Why would I fucking do that to myself? <laughs> I, the I don't thing is that Bono didn't actually write those lyrics. Tina Turner improvised them while she was recording. <laughs> she just sang what was in her heart. Yes. <laughs> or was in the mirror. Golden eye, something, something. No, not in the mirror, on the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. All right, so Dr. Mora starts telling Judd Zia about how he was a veritable organic broth. Mm, daddy's little broth. That was our Odo at the beginning. And I like how random McJoran guy in the background is listening. He's like, this is fucking disgusting. 
<laughs> Why am I working with this guy? Yeah, the look at his face is like, oh god, this is so unethical. <laughs> <laughs> oh my ethics, <laughs> making my ridges tingle. So, so anyway, so Dunn and Mora just like, very blithely starts talking about how Odo was this little puddle of goo and how adorable he was, which make which is making Odo's skin crawl, I guess. So it's anyway. making Odo's face bubble. Yeah. He's like, well, he didn't really have his eyes. He couldn't even see. And he's like, oh, God, shut up. <laughs> With Jadzia being the bitch that she is, like, oh, tell me more. I, I can Trill... stir the pot. Oh, but I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trill apparently survive on, like, <laughs> being bitches to people. <clears throat> well, okay, so. aggressive race. <laughs> yeah, they, they survive on antagonizing others. Okay, I mean, think about how off. think about how people get you know when they get to be like seventy years old, you know they're they're always assholes and kind of just poking the bear when they can just because it's fun. Now think about someone who has the life experience of you know seven or eight seventy year olds. Mm-hmm. There there is nothing left except to be an asshole. Right, right. Oh, you don't like me now? <laughs> I'm gonna outlive you, and I'll have an entirely young body to fuck around in. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about that? There'll be no come up. It's for me. I'll never pay for my crimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. So they find the planet. They get it in synchronous orbit. Hooray! And they beam down to stage uh, <laughs> stage set number seven. You know, all at once, <clears throat> I appreciate the uh, detail of the Met painting on the back of the set. And also really regret it? that because as they start to change camera angles, they do not really take into account that the perspective does not change with them. <laughs> yeah, it is the matte painting, matte painting to ever matte painting. Yeah, so really, like, the only thing you can do is just imagine that they've beamed down in front of a wall with this giant fresco of the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> We've landed on planet Muralio 7. <laughs> They're just in a really the nice murals. bank lobby. <laughs> like we landed in front of an aquarium <laughs> it's the city of local artists oh Jesus alright so they land down there's some ruins kind of hanging out here sh- barely kept together by stacking bricks on one another yet there's still this uh, alien obelisk which has markings on it that, uh, that somehow are <laughs> not completely weathered away <laughs> right or toppled over as we're about to find out and suddenly, we find out that cameras no longer exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, let's beam this thing back. So, so we can, we can decipher it. it. Yeah. Instead of taking pictures. <clears throat> well, no, the first rule is when you go to an alien planet you've never been to before, you take organic samples and strange obelisks and you pull them onto your ship. Because what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You either get, like, horrible diseases or some kind of ancient curse. Thank you. Or you give them the horrible diseases. And ancient right. curse. Also, I don't oh. think it's neat that they, they use iron filings of the magnet underneath in the Petri dish to make it look like it's moving. I mean, that's, that's, cute. Yeah, that's neat use of resources. That was a cool effect. Yeah, that was so, a cool I effect. I like that the second they beam away the obelisk, you can see the little pedestal start sinking into the ground because Dax didn't weigh the, the bag of sand correctly. <laughs> <laughs> And it transports, and there it is. Yes, literally, the second they beam with Obelisk, that's when the earthquake starts. 
Okay, you cannot tell me that's coincidence. It's a load-bearing obelisk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so dumb. Who builds a civilization if you teleport away an obelisk, this happens to a planet? So, well, a civilization that goes extinct? I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they went extinct as soon as they OSHA. developed uh, transporter technology, too. <laughs> Alright, right, so they're all stumbling around on the set as the director yells, Shake! Shaking! We're shaking! Uh, and start these the CO2! Start farting out of the ground, affecting everybody but Doodoo. I mean, Odo. Everyone starts coughing, and then Odo bravely saved everyone by telling the computer to teleport them up to the runabout. Hooray! Okay, that was an exciting episode. Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> so, smash cut to sick by MDS9. The infirmary. <sighs> and there's the doctor, looking young and handsome and superior. So, yeah, apparently all the humanoids were knocked out by whatever the ga- gas this is, except for your Odo, who's fine. Because he doesn't states, have a respiratory system as we know it. Right. Then how does he talk? You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Maybe he's just holding like a little speaker box inside him. <laughs> My name is Odo. <laughs> I mean, just because uh-huh. he doesn't process air the same way we do doesn't mean he can't, like, you know, form a little bag inside his body to pass air back and he's forth. He's basically a An air bladder. Bagpipe. No, he's a walking bagpipe. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should hear him sing Amazing Grace. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that you mention it, his voice does kind of sound like if a bagpipe started talking. Yeah, it's all droning and irritating after a while. And, uh. All right, so the doctor's unconscious. Dr. Moore's unconscious. He goes, well, is it going to be okay? And the doctor's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Just let him rest. Damn so, it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Cisco and Odo start walking along the promenade. They do a walk and talk. Uh, and Cisco tries to make him feel better by relating, well, when I was a child and my daddy got sick, it made me scared and weak and vulnerable too. Heavily and implying like, that Cisco's dad is dead now also. Right. Or at least emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his sense of taste is for all those spices. Mmm, spices. Which Odo basically is like, fuck you, he's not my dad, stop trying to make me feel better. And then just walks away. I mean, on the one hand, it is kind of pretentious for Cisco to just interpret the, you know, parental relationship. Without really stopping to consider how Odo feels about that comparison. Nobody cares how Odo feels. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so now we're in like an engineering lab, or or are we still in the... No, we're in the med base still, that's right. So O'Brien is there, because he has to be. So they built this little containment dome for the uh, the life That's the science lab, and I think this is one of the last appearances of that set, actually. Well, yeah, it gets destroyed in this episode, clearly. (laughs) I think they just rebuilt uh, something else later. I have to think of everything. Um... So basically, they go, oh, the life form is evolving and changing and replicating and doing crazy shit. So I had to put a fucking containment force field around it so it doesn't, like, do weird shit. Good. I wish Dax was here to look at it because I'm sure she can make it feel small and insignificant. (laughs) I also like that since Dax is incapacitated, apparently O'Brien inherits the title of science officer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can just imagine his scientific method. 
<laughs> is it potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got no potatoes? idea. <laughs> <laughs> so... You're trying to figure out, the, and the obelisk is just in the same room because it's got all these ancient carvings of like demons and shit. And they're like, that's ah, fine. So O'Brien, for some fucking reason, decides to walk over and start touching it. Because his life's not bad enough as it is. <laughs> no, it's not real until you touch it. Don't touch ancient scary obelisks from dead civilizations. That's like spacefaring 101. But you know, Picard says it's okay to touch old things. Yeah, but Pulaski doesn't count. No? Nothing? All right. Uh, try try it. I would just assume they fucked, but whatever. All right, so for some reason, uh, Cisco is sleeping with all the lights on, and they contact him in bed and say, hey, get your ass up. We need you in the science lab. Well, he's sleeping with all the lights on because it's easier to film when there's light. I don't need your sass. He, he gets scared in the dark. <laughs> I wish my daddy were here. Whenever it gets dark, he starts going, Jennifer, Jennifer, no. Oh, whoa, wow. Boy, there's all kinds of issues this episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, so uh, they get down to the science lab, and the bubble thing has been destroyed. There's just stuff everywhere, and they're trying to figure out, did somebody come break this stuff? Did it break out? They don't even know if the stuff inside did this or something. Well, look at, look at how the, the bell jar is broken. The bubble, yeah. like, the bubble exploded out. Yeah, it's That's just like when you break too. into a car versus breaking out of a car. The, where right. does the glass go? Yeah. That's kind of a bad example. I mean... You're a bad example. Yes. Yes, I am. You really kind of are. I mean, yeah. anything makes me argue- definitely a bad I'm example. I'm not arguing in any way. <laughs> I mean, look, take a look at his life. Don't do that. No, I highly recommend not. <laughs> and that haircut? Oh, jeez. Don't even get me started on the haircut. Well, yeah, I just cut my hair this way because I'm lazy. <laughs> All right, so whatever. So there's science lab. They got like a whole team of. They got fucking CSI and they're trying to figure out what happened. And it's just gone. The life form is gone. They don't, can't even like pick up traces of it. So well, see, that was like, the dialogue oh. they had earlier, where it was you know changing its DNA structure too much for the computer to lock onto it. Right. So they don't actually know what they're looking for anymore. Oh. And apparently the security cameras at the moment this all happened mysteriously turned off. Hmm. Boy, I wonder how that could have happened. I don't know. But Dax comes in like, oh, man, who can I mock for this shit show? Oh, hi, See, Cisco. Fucking up your job again, huh? Ah, uh, but there's there's the brilliant dialogue right before that. Uh, or right about that time. Cisco's like, yeah. so Dr. Bashir let you out of the infirmary? No, Dr. Bashir hid my clothes. I had to walk back to my quarters with a hospital gown that wouldn't close in the back. Ah, uh, yes. How did I miss that? <laughs> Which, if you take it out... Con- wouldn't have a replicator. Well, maybe he put a lock on it. So she couldn't replicate <laughs> any clothes. Okay, so does anyone else get, like, a vibe from Dax from this point forward in the episode that she's been replaced with an alien? Yeah, because she comes in walking like mm-hmm. a Vulcan... And then, like, acts really weird. Yeah, she acts very suspicious for, like, most of the rest of the episode, to the point where I was kind of thinking, like, okay, she's clearly been replaced. And then the entire thing with later bringing up moving the obelisk for no reason. Yeah, Yeah, that that was was fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that was, yeah, okay. There are so many Chekhov's guns in here that never get used. (laughs) Chekhov's armory. 
<laughs> All true. All right, we'll, we'll get to them as they come. Damn it, that's that's an excellent point. <laughs> Kipton, Kipton. I don't know what that is. So she goes over and starts caressing the obelisk like it's an old lover. Again, suspicious as fuck. She's like, oh, where have you been all my life? Tall, stony, and handsome. Uh, whatever. So Odo comes into the infirmary and he's like, hey, doc, what's up? He's like, oh, what happened? And Oh, it's gone, but everything's fine. Uh, but I can help even though I've got a concussion. I wonder if there was some kind of rewrite partway through the episode. Like the obelisk was the problem originally that they had to solve, and then they changed it to the monster movie thing. I just don't even know. That would make sense. In a certain definition of making sense, yes. Except for the budget that had to blow in special effects later on Odo, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm okay. pretty sure that didn't cost does, very much. Does Memory Alpha <laughs> say anything? No. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Pictures now. When did this episode come out? Like 94 or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure the CGI effects were pretty expensive back then. So whatever. <clears throat> so the other doctor assistant guy apparently got more of the gas, so he's still unconscious. And Dr. Mora conks back out, which Odo holds his hand and walks away looking lovingly. You know, you would think after so many years of Cardassian occupation, they'd be used to getting gassed. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, okay, Paladin. <laughs> all right whatever so they start using the thermal scanners to try to figure out what happens so the cameras went out but the heat sensors were still on apparently uh so the well, camera you, know, you gotta stopped. have you gotta have the heat sensors be the most reliable <clears throat> thing because you always want your rooms to be the ideal comfortable temperature right so if or the, the thermostat starts breaks you're kind of screwed <laughs> right well you're in a space station that's true sure it's getting no, cold just in, in any setting <laughs> yeah all right, so they got O'Brien crawling through a Cardassian Jeffrey tube, which looks pretty starfleety to me. Well, there's more things to hit your head on. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's why all the Cardassians have a spoon-shaped indentation, because that's where their Jeffrey tubes are. Tang. <laughs> yeah, that's, right, that's, so that's, the, uh, that's the like protective callus they all have. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I think you're... Nah, never mind. All right, so Ryan's crawling through, and he's like, uh, they, oh, this thing might be feeding on our power system, so I, we're, we should check into that so if there's any kind of power drain. So there's O'Brien by himself in a Jeffrey's tube chasing down the thing, like, that Kurt Russell couldn't kill. Uh, hears a noise and goes, oh, I'm going to go check it out. Durr. Don't tell my wife. Yeah, don't tell my wife. Because she'll get I all pissy. <laughs> she'll nag me into, like, the afterlife. I think she likes it when I lie to her about my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I went to the hollow suite and got a hollow hooker. That's nice, dear. <laughs> sure you did. Whatever keeps you out of my hair. I, I trimmed my plants. One. I trimmed my orchid, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, so yeah, O'Brien sure. sees a strange substance and a broken tube, so he, like an engineer does, reaches out and starts touching it with his bare hand. Ooh, I wonder what it tastes like. Yeah, and then this... I don't even know what to even call this. This KY jelly mixed with motor oil starts dripping down out of the ceiling. Must dripping more just all spills out right on him. <laughs> right. He just gets bukkake with alien gunk. 
<laughs> and it, but for some reason, he surmises that the thing is dead. That that was a life form, and now it's dead because apparently this is dead organic. So he just put his hand in dead alien well, body was, gunk. He was scanning it with the tricorder. No, he put his fucking hand in there. It's all over him. Look, his hand is a tricorder. <laughs> I use three fingers. It is. Oh, all right. Uh, so they're trying to, they're trying to figure, they're scanning it, trying to figure it out. <laughs> what? Because shocker. Uh, oh, oh, very good. I prefer giving my lady the spocker. Just need to live long be and prosper quiet. that way. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm not having this. No. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, you can't have this. It's got to be five in the back, and that's it. You got mom's minivan. That's all you can do. No, Fort Max has mom's minivan. I, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable making fun of Fort Max for this stuff. Oh, I'm, not it, making, I'm not making fun no, of that. That's literally true. That is literally what it is. It is oh. a hand-me-down for my mom. <laughs> okay, I don't think we're talking about the same thing here. It is a minivan, and there it, that it, it is a minivan that belonged to my mom, and sits five in the back. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Best right, episode. So, as, I, as I wash my hands of this line of conversation. <laughs> you better wash your hands. <laughs> as I wash my hands and trim my nails. Uh, <laughs> Amber, thumb goes inside the fist. All right. You should really uh, trim those before you go in. <laughs> no, I do it while I'm in there. <laughs> I'm inside you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got to be warm and moist. You know, it's like when you get out of the shower, they're easier to trim. Oh, Christ, I need to start drinking vodka. Anyway, <laughs> so they're in the science lab trying to figure out the molecular structure of this dead alien gunkum. And they hey, were not almost they... over there before. They they don't even know if this creature is actually what destroyed the lab or not. They they basically at this point they know nothing. So they're gonna go get Doctor Mora and Jadzi's like I'll do it. Maybe I'll be able to make him feel shitty when I get in there. <laughs> so then, so then she looks over at Doctor She's walking. Through, oh, do you want to go out and get a Rectigeno later tonight? Yeah, <laughs> with her little shit eating grin. Dude, Bashir he says, well, my replicator or yours, which I thought was a good comeback. And she's like, oh, no, no, <laughs> the promenade. I don't want to be alone with you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I totally knew that. But thanks. I'd rather work. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to hang out with you if I'm not getting any, is basically what he, say, what he says. Or he's and like, she, if you're going to be shitty to me like that, then fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And she just kind of smirks and does her little saunter away. God, she's such a bitch. <laughs> and Julian just falls for it, too. He's like, oh. I'll I'll just keep chasing her. She's the only attractive woman on this entire fucking station. Well, so far. So far. Well, like I said, as I got older, Akira really uh, I started seeing the the wonders of Kira and Nerese. So here's a noise. Walks into the darkened uh, infirmary. Looks around. Huh, that's weird. Thought I heard something. Yeah, it couldn't be like any of the patients stirring in their sleep or anything. No, that that never happens. Not no. when he sedates like he does. <laughs> so, anyway, so as he's standing there in the dark, he turns his back on the room, and then hentai happens. Oh, so this tendril wraps around his neck, and as he goes, "Oh, harder, daddy!" 
So he sees this darkened shape. He reaches over, grabs a laser scalpel, blasts it into the room, and then circumcises whatever creature was standing there. Ha <laughs> ha! Also, why do laser thing. scalpels have that much range? That's a really good question. <laughs> no, it's for like, well, because he's so good, he can just stand on the other side of the room and do incisions from like the other side of the room. <laughs> he bets the nurses how far away he can do it accurately. He just sets up like a series of mirrors. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Cyclops from the 70s comics. <laughs> I'll bounce it up 16 walls to hit Magneto. Ugh. All right. But the so... question is, can he do that one trick from that one Totally Spies episode where uh, oh, no, they kind I of break physics? I know what you're talking about. I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> I don't. I'm glad I don't. Okay, they shoot a laser. They want to like... okay. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, Fort Max, find the GIF and then show it to them if they don't want to hear me. I'm not going to lean forward to click on it. (laughs) I will mail you the GIF and you'll have to flip through it. I'll print out each frame on a piece of paper and make you flip through it. Anyway, so in the infirmary, it's like, you know, however much longer. And he's like, oh, it came up behind me and shoved a tendril up my bum. But it was so big. Oh, it was so big. Very big. Don't be in any hurry to find it. Jesus fucking Christ, he found it already. It took him Jeez. 15 seconds. She took her 15 fucking seconds to find it. Well, I, I imagine uh, Fort Max had that saved and just uploaded it on demand. It's, it's her profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's her Tinder picture. If you get this picture, we can date. All right, anyway. All right, so he's just saying, oh, it attacked me, then it went into the vent in the wall, and it was gone. So, whatever. So it's survived and grown into something interesting. So they all are assuming it's the little life form they brought back from the planet. That's what the assumption is right now. It must have molted. <laughs> it's just... Uh... It's remolting. Oh, my God, we're like halfway through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get back to Quark? What's, what's Quark doing? Can we see what Quark's doing? <clears throat> I think he's trying to figure out who Plug is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so they're scanning. There's no traces of blood or DNA or anything, and she's licked every surface she would know. <laughs> this is a good podcast. Alright. <laughs> so now they have... A- an alien on board that's attacking people. Now they finally go to Red Alert and start locking down shit, trying to find this thing. And Odo so, starts doing his investigating <clears throat> thing. Now, now, what I like, though, is Odo looks at Cisco and goes, we should shut down the promenade if we're going to do this. And Cisco goes, that's a good idea, Constable. I'll get right on that. So he kind of, in a way, he took an order from Odo, to which uh, Dr. Mora goes, Constable? He's like, oh, that's the nickname I barely tolerate. But you can see that Dr. Mora sees that, oh, you're respected here. Even the, the Starfleet head of the station listens to you. So, in which Odo just goes, just fuck off, old man. <laughs> now, fast forward to a few seasons later where Worf says, I think we should raise shields. Calm down, little Worf. <laughs> <laughs> Calm your tits. Well, that's because Odo is right. in the Klingon. <clears throat> Alright, so he's walking with Dr. Mora again, and Dr. Mora's like, no, dude, I'm proud of you, what you're doing is great, you know, and police work is like science, you follow the facts, you follow the leads, you find the truth, and, you know, it's very similar Come back to me! (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. We could be there, a team. Yeah, there's a certain amount of that in it, but I can also kind of see, like, Dr. Moore is trying to make the best of this and, like, you know, have a decent relationship anyway. Yeah. I like how Dr. Moore in this. One thing I do like about this episode, he's a, Maybe he's a, you shouldn't have been a complete asshole. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> That's going to be my tombstone. Yeah, I don't see as him trying to relate to Odo to reestablish a connection. I see it as him trying to manipulate Odo into coming back with him to do what the doctor wants. Which is to run more barbaric experiments on him. <laughs> right. Well, if we kick it up to two gigawatts of energy going through him, what'll happen then? All right, so they walk back into the science We're lab. We're going to pause you into the Mr. Fusion. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts, right, okay. Yeah, what happens right. if we put Odo through a coffee maker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will the filter stop him or not? <laughs> <laughs> If we put Kool-Aid in Odo, we'll change What happens color. if we boil him? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's Odo's boiling point? Can we capture I'm, Odo you as know a gas? That's or one he... of the first things that they tried to figure out. Right. Can we capture They needed Odo... to find his boiling and freezing point. Yes. So okay, if Odo boils and turns into a gas and like parts of his body become separated from him, wouldn't he just like revert to his original state and rain back down immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we make it rain, Odo? <laughs> <laughs> it's rain Odo's <laughs> God bless Mother Nature. She's a single changeling too. <laughs> Weathermen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I wonder what his water cycle is. How many times do they have to wash over this rock before he erodes it? It's <laughs> like the stupidest experiments. <laughs> uh, it's like a, like a third grade science experiment. What happens if we put him under a red light or a green light? <laughs> Does he grow mold either way? If we put metal leads into him, will he power a clock? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a packlid would. <laughs> or a Malon. Or O'Brien. The Odo volcano. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he formed into a volcano and put vinegar and baking soda in <laughs> Oh, that tickle. Stop it. Ah. <laughs> No, no, they form the cones separately, and they just pour Odo and some baking soda in it and see what happens. Advanced Bajoran science. <laughs> Remember, they're a religious culture, not a scientific one. <laughs> if we pray hard enough at Odo, does he change shape? All right, anyway, so they get back down to the science lab, Odo and the doctor... And then John Zia starts coming up with these lame-ass excuses, like, oh, the computer's having a bad week. Shut the fuck up. Do your job. Replacement. She's not John Zia. Oh, the computer's just not doing its job. Yeah, and then, then Odo, because he's very observant, because he's the constable, and it's his goddamn job, he goes, wait a minute, wasn't the pillar over there? And she just responds without blinking, it was in my way. Over in the corner. <laughs> I had it moved. And he's like, Oh. Had it moved because it was in the way over in this empty corner. Right. But now it's like two feet from her where she can't back up her chair. Oh, okay. Suspicious. <sighs> so suspicious. There had to have been something that got cut from this episode. 
Yeah, it's just weird. Like, All right. an entire plot? Yes, an entire <laughs> well, plot. <laughs> I mean, I figured that the obelisk itself was a shapeshifter, and that's what happened. It was, it's a living creature that just shapeshifted. And... I know, especially with the drop of Odo turning into uh, the beaker. A, right. Well, into a copy of the beaker. Me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a much better episode. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, this me, was me, me, me. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Beaker right. is terrifying. <laughs> yes, he is. I fucking hate nightmares. Bug eyes and his inhuman mouth flaps. <laughs> All right, so whatever. Doctor Morris starts trying to butter up Jadzia, going, you know, I love him like a son, and we didn't part on very good terms, but I, I sure love him and miss my boy. Could you, could you, could you tell him I miss my boy? She's like. I don't relate to human feelings. I'm a scientist. Or a replacement, we're not sure. Yeah, or a pod I'm, person. I might be a pod person. <laughs> I'm a pod people. A podcast people. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just, uh, Dr. Mora is just going on and on. It's like, oh, I didn't think he was ready to leave yet, but he wanted to. He, there's so much more he could have learned and... You know, always thought he'd come back to me one day, but then it turned into like 15 years and he never did. Somehow he doesn't like being experimented upon like a lab rat. Weird. Yeah, he left the lab one day. I was sure he would fail at being an independent person in society. Right. I mean, I did my best to make sure that happened. <laughs> right, right. When you meet people, punch them in the face. They like that. That's how we shake hands. Everyone is out to get you, Odo. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> Right, which actually kind of happens a little later, but we'll get to that. All right, so they're looking at the at the uh, the biological samples they've picked up, the little traces, and even he realizes, wait, just a goddamn minute, that looks familiar. And then she goes back to complaining about how the computer's broken. Yeah, it's going to take like three hours to make a match. Which is like, what do you want, like a Celeron 66 megahertz? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? But it is a crazy computer. Are you using a computer from 1994? <laughs> so anyway, he looks at this and goes, huh, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go return some videotapes. And then he just walks off real quick. She's using Encarta. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I can believe Bajor still has Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, in Odo's office, Mora's standing there like, I know your little secret. And uh, more like, blah, 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 blah. Basically, you're the monster. You're the oh! monster. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Right. I'm the only, I'm your only way out of this. Yeah. This gets, now this starts getting kind of I'm the only creepy. friend you have. Everybody else will put you in a zoo. Yeah. Now this is, of course, like, oh, this guy is a villain after all. Although, wouldn't they have the whole episode? Wouldn't they have to put Odo in an aquarium to contain him? Because, <laughs> like, you know, he could just kind of pass through bars in the zoo. Yeah. Those are little teeny bars. Very close together. No, I you don't you can really just keep him in a room. If you said a hologram of cork walked by the window, like, every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's an exterior window. <laughs> yeah. Looking out he's in like space. A, he's like a canary with a mirror. <laughs> Yeah, Cork, oh, you you're up to something out there. 
in space. <laughs> Quark calling his waves. Walking. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, Mickey's Odo voice is much better than mine. I don't know why that bothers me so much. <laughs> That's because you need to drink more alcohol to get the, the, the gravelly part. Yeah, I'm working on it. Or smoke so, more. And... Yeah. Cigarettes. Oh, I think I meant pole. Sunflower seeds. Oh, okay. I said smoke more, not smoke more. <laughs> Uh, Felicio. So, Mora starts explaining to him, like, look, these attacks happen every 16 hours, which happens to be uh, your little sleep cycle when you're in your bucket. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm in my bucket. It's like, yeah, but you're asleep. You don't fucking know. Isn't it weird that, like, every time you're unconscious, these attacks happen? Haven't you woken like, up lately feeling not so fresh? Yeah. With little chunks of Bashir under your skin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does I've, Bashir I've, taste like, Odo? Augmenty. <laughs> he's the most smug. Delicious, he's the most delicious human I've ever encountered. <laughs> he probably tastes like expensive spices like saffron and cardamom and shit. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> hummus. All right. So Odo's like, I don't commit crimes. You can't handle the truth. Ah. And then he's like, yeah, It's the gas's fault. It's the gas's fault. It's totally not me. Yeah, and the doctor's like, well, maybe. But nobody but else is going to believe that. Yeah, but probably you're just a monster. So you need to come with me, Frankenstein. It's monster. I got a nice Let's see how many different that. glasses I can split you into. <laughs> <laughs> Odo beer pong. If I put you in a Plinko machine, what happens? <laughs> can I put you in one of those little things where you squish the button and, and, and the little ring floats up in the water and then lands on the little pole? <laughs> can you help with that? Would it be cheating if I put you in one of those? All right, whatever. Uh, come on, Odo. Trust me. I don't trust you. Nah. You hurt my feelings. Oh, my God. Daddy issues. Well, about this point, Odo starts melting. Well, yeah, because fucking doctors are like, everything I taught you, everything I give you, you'd be nothing without me. You're a piece of shit. I'll, I give you my life. Daka, daka, daka. And then, yeah, Odo starts looking kind of kind of goopy. His his makeup's kind of uh, been under the lights a bit too long. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is why the doctor's being a real dick. I mean, like, ter- like mentally torturing poor Odo. Yeah. And Odo's like, I'll never join the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and then Moore takes a lightsaber, chops off his hand. And and Odo just grows a new one. Uh, and then Odo slams down on a console and turns into sausage fingers. As he absorbs the electricity out of it. Uh, apparently. Oh, yeah, they're, they're like turkey sausage, though. So that, Yeah, it's Ugh. pretty gross. And then Odo, off camera, starts turning into a horrible monster, which Moros backs out of the room. And the power goes out in security. Oh, good. That made the CGI look better. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, dim lights make everything more attractive. Thank goodness. All right, whatever. So they can't get in contact with Odo, so it's feeding off the power systems. So now they're going to start shutting off power to the central 
column of the station to stop him or something. I don't know. Yeah, they they notice the power outage in Ops, and they're calling down to Odo <laughs> to investigate. But yeah, Odo's just not answering the phone right now, and we're not really sure right. why. Then Doctor Mora just pops up in the Ops and is like, "Hey guys, it's a some full good moon? news and some bad <laughs> news." Yeah. The good news is I've solved the mystery. The bad Indeed. news is I'm pretty sure it's my fault. <laughs> it's Odo. <laughs> it's always been Odo. Odo's a monster. You should probably space him. <laughs> I mean, you still have Cardassian disruptors. I would recommend using those at maximum setting. Because I am getting... I mean, uh, potentially, um, we have seen at least one changeling travel directly through space without a ship. Okay. So it's probably just a matter of if they know the right thing to turn into. Well, yeah, you give yourself a hard candy coating, and then you probably but keep your insides. The nice thing to consider form. is that Odo does have to revert to his liquid <clears throat> state every so often. Um, so, you know, he won't be able to do it indefinitely. Right. The like idea your... has always been uh, that the other changelings who are more experienced at shapeshifting do not have to revert to their original state anywhere near as often. Like, they uh, can maintain a solid form for much, much longer than Odo can. So, in uh-huh. other words, they can go a lot longer without having to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Just and like a lot of them, people. And a lot of them don't even, like, turn solid. I mean, because they just stay part of the Great Link. Yeah, right? no, but, like, when one is out doing, like, uh, espionage or whatever, ah. they don't necessarily have to turn back to their liquid Avatage. state for a very long time. Right. Or, you know, fucking with um, Wayun. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Dr. Moore is like, look, you don't have to chase him down. He's after me. So I will be bait. We'll go on the promenade. And then set up some force fields. I will be bait. When he comes down to kill me, you guys can trap him and do whatever. And uh, and in doing this, I will make him feel sorry for me and come with me. Right, right. <laughs> and then then I'll own him again, and he'll be my boy. We'll my inca- boy! We'll incapacitate him, contain him with force fields, and I'll take him home with me. Yeah, so if you can have, like, like a Tupperware, like a sealable <laughs> lid. Does O'Brien still have that wet vac? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's all dark in the promenade, and uh, one thing I noticed about this episode, it's such a dumb thing, but the little red alert uh, screen in the background where it's like the little light bouncing back and forth, I just thought it was really cool looking. <laughs> oh, like the uh, Totally Spies thing? The light bouncing back I was... and forth? Get you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right, let me back it up a little bit. Oh, I think I think some of the effect of Cisco is like, well, if he doesn't calm down, we're able to use yeah deadly force or something. And Kira's like, are you sure? He's like, that's what I just told you to do. That's my orders. I also like how reassuring Cisco is. Well, he might come out of this vent, or he might come out of any of the other twenty three vents on this level. Right. <laughs> yeah, the doctor was very confident. Like, oh, he'll come out of this one. I'm pretty irresistible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll have you know that I won best bait in my class, you know, my graduating class. Second best. <laughs> no, that's this year. Oh. All right. Phasers to kill. 
Do they even know the phasers to kill would even hurt Odo? I mean, maybe he just absorbed the energy because that's what he's been doing is absorbing well, energy. I mean, it's not like they have a whole lot of other options here. I guess. Like, I don't think they've had occasion at this point to, you know, test full phasers on the changeling, being that Odo is still the only one. Now, the doctor, maybe. Well, that depends if crossover has happened um, by this point. I think it's actually later in the season. No, right, no, so... I, mean, I mean, I mean the dad. Doctor. Oh, okay. Because in the <clears throat> Mirror Universe episode, uh, Odo does get killed by Bashir using a, like a Bajoran or Cardassian phaser. Ah. In the Mirror Universe, so he would have firsthand knowledge of well, enough phaser will explode a changeling. Sploot. All right, much, so yeah. everyone's kind of just waiting around the promenade. The whole upper layer is like ringed with security dudes with, with phaser rifles. Holy shit! <laughs> Jesus. I know. Where are those guys when there's any other crisis going on? It, well, exactly. Or any other starship when there's a problem. I mean, good God. I think half those guys are Bajoran anyway, so it's not like a starship would be stocked with them. Well, they are, but they're in the food containers. <laughs> At least on Kardashian ships. All right, Dr. Morris standing there, and we're just, we spend 10 minutes standing in the dark, and then suddenly, bloop, bloop, Terminator 2 comes out of the ceiling. That's not really Terminator 2. That's. It's terrible. It is the worst fucking CGI. And Dr. Moore, terrifying, terrified, pulls up his hands in front of him, and the huge blob lunges forward and is about to engulf him and tear him to shreds when it's a force field. So, hooray? So it's just slamming itself against this force field, just sparks and energy going everywhere, it's screaming <coughs> in agony. It's turning into fucking. All kinds of stuff. I don't know. It looks like a fat girl putting her tits on glass. No? Nobody? All right. No, I'm just trying not to vomit. <laughs> Wait, is that's that a boot? No, that's the, that's the second stomach roll. Never mind. Okay, there's no nipple in that one. All right. All right, so he kind of tuckers himself out, and they drop the force field. And Odo... Somehow, even though he's going unconscious, reforms his humanoid shape and then falls to the ground. I figured he'd go liquid form, but whatever. So Bashir's there with like a medical kit because that's going to help somehow. I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He likes to feel useful. Yeah, and there's Odo covered in honey, which is <laughs> it's a very specific fan fiction. Okay, so. Um, is that it? Oh, yeah, that's right. They do traces. They find traces of whatever gas. So apparently it was the gas that he breathed in turned him into a monster that had him do stuff when he slept. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand how all this happened. <laughs> it released his subconscious. Is that what it is? So he's, basically he's a murdering amorphous killer monster when he's – that's his that's his base self? Yeah. I need some resolution here, people. Come on, help me. Like, probably if Dr. Moore wasn't around, this wouldn't have become anywhere near the kind of problem it was, since the whole time oh. he was acting as a monster, he was specifically going after Dr. Mora. Yeah, and Dr. Mora was antagonizing him psychologically the entire time. I think time we all know who the real monster was. Bashir? Man. Oh. <laughs> so, not Bashir. Old? Old right. Or... No, real people, not, not alts. <laughs> oh, 
So Odo's like, I'm sorry, I almost killed you. <laughs> and Dottermore's like, uh, okay, whatever. So they're going to like mend the relationship because this was brings people together. So we're breaking up, but can we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that time it hit Russ in the head with that very heavy weight and almost cracked his skull open, but we remained friends afterward. Good times. You know, that yeah. explains some things. Yeah. It it does. Uh, stutter. Uh, <laughs> the alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Russ. Uh, then the, and then Odo and the doctor make a hand sandwich. His hand and then the doctor's hand and then Odo's other hand on top. So you know it's serious when they make a hand sandwich. And then Odo's other hand on top of that and Odo's other hand on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns into a hand pancake stack. <laughs> I want a hand waffle now. <laughs> well, I got good news for you. Go to the waffle iron, turn it on, <laughs> and stick your hand in there. I know right, tell so me to go to the was... waffle house, and I was just going to get mad at you. <laughs> that was the alternate. Yes, <laughs> well, there's, there's plenty of other waffle houses to go to. Uh, yeah, and they won't kick you out. Trust me, I know. <laughs> no matter how hard you try. Uh, okay, so that was unsatisfying and boring. <laughs> and the episode was pretty bad, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, vodka. Yeah, one of so the, one of the um, like production-level regrets with that apparently was that they showed too much of the Odo monster, ultimately. Yeah, at the end there, it was a little wiggity-woogity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think part of that was just because in even the best of cases, when you finally show the monster in full, it loses all of its effect. And also just the special effects were not up to what they were trying to do. They were not. They were not. I- I'm trying to imagine if in like 94, that would have been like, holy shit. Or if it had been like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but no, no, no it would have looked bad back then, too. Oh, OK. I mean, even, I'm sure we... Even if not bad outright, it would have looked unsatisfying back then. Yeah. I remember watching this episode in first run, and, you know, it was fairly unsatisfying also. So, uh, not not the best episode, but it does give us a good lead into the second episode of, instead of psychological torture, let's talk about physical torture of Odo as a child. Wait, we're doing another episode? Yeah, we're doing it right now. Am I going to do it, or do you want to do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. Let's just go. This is where the doctor stuck his finger in the puddle. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay, Odo, show me on the puddle where the doctor touched you. <laughs> right in the deep part, right in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. All right. So, so, next time. Next time on some other better show, what are we going to do? I don't know. Well, we did DS9. We kind of tapped out on TNG. Do you want to go back to Enterprise? Uh, no. Not right now. You don't want to do uh, Carbon Creek? Uh, Carbon Creek, it's not really discussable. Okay. I mean, I, I enjoyed the episode, uh-huh. but it's really slow paced and there's not a lot of talking points in it. Okay, so what should we do then? That's a good question. Uh, have we done the Royale? 
Well, I know Ooh. we watched it. I don't, uh, did we ca- I don't think we actually talked about it. Hmm. That was a weird episode. I remember watching that as a kid it and going, this is, is a weird episode. Uh, it, it's like, it, it's hellish. It's like, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really, is, I remember it like disturbing me as a kid. Actually, no. It's not that we watched it so much. I sat there and watched it while you fell asleep. Oh, okay. As so often happens. But you stay up later than I do. Yes, and I'm also not as old as you are. <laughs> you, you work third shift, and I don't, so... I work third and a half shift. It's like only on leap years? That's not a thing. Alright, so... Yeah, Roy, Roy, Royale is a weird one. Yes, it is. Mm. So Port Max, any it? ideas? Uh, most I haven't watched much Star Trek beyond what we've watched on the show <laughs> I you're, am you're so just now sorry. telling us this no she told us no, that like I... the first day yeah I'm not bothered to listen to what anyone else says other than myself <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true <laughs> uh hmm yeah, I don't know. Uh, so we got TOS. Don't want to do Enterprise. Let's do Voyager. <laughs> I think we should do the last episode of Voyager. That's a two-parter, though. We have rules against that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that's true. Wait, which episode is the one where maybe that was the final episode where where future Janeway came back in time and yeah, and... That's, the, that, that's the the final episode. Is it okay? All right. Yeah. Time travel self sessed. Almost. <laughs> Would you stop blurting out like you know, <laughs> like fan fiction slash fiction subgenres? It's really freaking me out. You did another one last week too, and I was like, I tried to ignore it, but now you keep doing it. <laughs> no, I don't think she did last week because we weren't here last week. Scott, what were the, you doing the, the last week? Last week we recorded. Hey, well, Fort Max and I do when we're not recording is our business. Actually, out of all of us, Fort Max was here last week. (laughs) We kind of forgot to tell her. Look, I tweeted out the delay from the superhero time account. It's not my fault if nobody checks that. (laughs) It's not my fault if that has no followers. I don't have any internet connection. Okay, how are we talking to you? (laughs) The power of prayer. He's just talking really loudly. (laughs) Right. I, I speak in electromagnetic. You're just getting reverb. That's all it is. It's just like static from a television. Either that or we got a mobile cow. Yeah. A cellular cow. Boost <laughs> <laughs> <Just> mobile. <laughs> T mobile. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, I'm that's trying to think of like. I'm trying to think of any episode I'd kind of like to watch. Let's see. But yeah, Mickey, next time I come down and visit, uh, there is a TNG episode that we have to watch. Okay. Because I think you will adore it. What's a character we have to do that next yet? week? Well, no, because I want to screen it with Mickey first and make sure it's actually worth podcasting. Okay. Mm. Also, I want to watch his reactions live as he views it. Because <laughs> that's, that's usually evil. fairly entertaining. 
unless it's a bad episode, in which case I just am disappointed and get depressed and want to go throw myself off of his roof. <laughs> well, be careful when you crawl through. It could collapse underneath you. <laughs> you know, it's a one-story house. Throwing yourself on my roof isn't going to do much. It's like maybe sprain an ankle. If I take a running leap off the front of your house and aim for the street down below, that's like two extra stories. That's oh, true. okay, Well, Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure you're the master of the long jump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you missed the Olympics by this much. <laughs> yeah, if I would have just jumped a little bit longer, I would have hit it square on. God damn it. Or, you know, low Earth orbit. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 what about the Voyager episode where they come and they run into the Voth? No. The Voth dinosaurs. Yeah, yes. that's open the door again on the floor with your co-tape your friends a dinosaur. We decided we weren't yes. doing that. Yeah, oh. because the first 20 minutes of the episode are interminably boring. <laughs> oh, well, just let's get pre drunk. The episode is almost unwatchably bad. Oh, okay. As silly as the concept is, yeah. um, no, it's just it's dull. Uh, well, this one wasn't exactly a laugh riot either, but we managed. I also didn't give Scott, Mickey a Scott. chance to watch this one first yeah, before we Mickey? decided. But also remember, if I'm telling you that I tried and I couldn't make it something because it was too bad, there's really nothing going on in it. Yeah, I mean, he loves right. he loves Halle Berry Catwoman, so like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, point, point. Good point, Tegan. Uh, oh, what about Q episode? Q episodes are good. Well, you could do the one where he becomes, you know, mortal. Yeah, that's a good episode. Let's did do the, the one, one where Cisco... he, he marries Logzana Troy. What about the one where he wants to? He wants oh, to. Oh, that was a book. Never mind. Wait, that was a book. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's written by Peter David. There's Star Trek books. Yeah, uh, it's Q and Troy's mom is the focus of the the book, and it's it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> He's just doing that to like antagonize Picard, right? I can just imagine Q's like they're like laying in bed. He's like smoking a cigarette and everything. He was like, "That was the best bang since the big one." <laughs> I should know. I was there. <laughs> she was too. <laughs> She's old. Uh, we oh, could do, we uh, could do that original here... series episode where they go to Planet Gangsters. Yeah. Oh, what about a uh, a Harry Kim episode where he falls in love with a uh, holodeck character? You already covered that with Jordy. Hey, look if they can re- if they can repeat plot lines, so can we. No, no, no. All right. What about the Voyager episode where something bad happens to Harry? Uh, I don't think we have that kind of time. <laughs> Ooh, what about in Voyager when they went back to the nineties? That's a two part episode. We have rules against that kind of thing. God damn it. <laughs> See, they needed a crossover where Harry Kim and O'Brien, like, teamed up to suffer. It really fucking bothers me that you know every episode <laughs> by memory. And also, uh, Jordy here. should be there to go on a double date with Kim. <laughs> yeah. You know how many, like, free breadsticks they'd eat waiting for their dates to not show up? <laughs> That's the beauty of Olive Garden. <laughs> so, you get stood up, huh? Free breadsticks. Hey, how about that endless soup and salad? Yeah. Well, it's going pretty good. We're going steady now. <laughs> endless soup and sadness. 
soup sure is salty today. Sir, you've been crying in it for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> All right. Where's that? Okay. I want, okay. TNG, uh, Q loses his powers. Which episode is that? That's what we're doing, by God. Uh, All right. Season three, I think. It says Deja Q. Yeah, I think that's it. Season three, episode 13. Lucky 13! It has Corbin Burnson in it, too. Yes! He's the dentist. (laughs) Not in this episode. All right, Deja Q. All right. This also has Guinan stabbing Q with a fork. Ha, okay, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He just came a little. (laughs) Well, some people need a little bit of pain to, you know, get to the rest of the way. Some people just need Whoopi being sassy. Yeah. How does that ever happen? No, it's good, too. It's good, too, because it's like a whole episode of just Q and Data kind of relating to each other. Oh, this is going to be rad. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. All right. I'll update the uh, the document, online documents, as we keep track of this crazy shit. Oh yeah, we have one of those, don't we? Yeah, I update it all the time. I haven't looked at it in months. I put my hopes and dreams in there. Good. I think you're the only one who actually uses it. Oh yeah. Uh, Which is why I had to tell Mickey two days ago what episode we were doing this week. <laughs> That's your job, not mine. <laughs> put, I put all my feelings about my daddy in there. Well, it's okay. When I briefly visited Mickey a week before that, I also didn't know what episode we were doing at the time. <sighs> and do you listen to the recording to figure out what it was? No, I remember, you know, at some point later. Oh. <laughs> but just like, Once the methamphetamines I, wore off. When I was there and he was like, what episode were we supposed to podcast this week? Yep. Oh, so how are you enjoying your new Star Trek figures? Uh, the same way I'm enjoying all the ones I bought visiting you before that on the cards. God damn it. <laughs> You're the uh, weirdest toy collector. You don't ever open shit. Well, I don't want to open those. I'll just lose all the parts. Ziploc that, bag. That, that's probably a good thing, actually, because, you know, those <laughs> accessories suck. I'm going to hit you with my phaser beam. Bonk, bonk, bonk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there is just as much value to Pulaski on the card as off. By which I mean I get just as much humor out of it whether it's opened or not. Now, you but know, if, if I had a data figure, she could be racist to him. Oh, right, but I don't God. have a data figure handy. You need to fix that then. Yeah, I need to find some wacky costume data without buying that Fistful of Data's three-pack that you showed me. I can't believe you didn't get that to go with your toy figure. How much was that anyway? Like 20 Yeah. Maybe next time. It'll still be there. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> was that the first flea market or the second one? That was the second one. Okay, the the big good one. Yeah. Yeah, that'll still be there later. Yeah, next time you come down to take you further on down from once the classic car is at it. Ooh. You're going to take them all the way down. All right. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see that. I kind of enjoy looking at old cars sometimes. Not enough to, like, go to a car show or anything, because those are usually, like, outdoors and noisy. <laughs> and full of car people. Which, yeah, uh... yeah. I'd much rather go to, like, some, you know, dark enclosed space and look at cars that are just parked in silence. 
or no that has air conditioning. We, we actually have a very good indoor uh, uh, classic car museum here in SAC. That would require me to come to California, which is not going to happen. God damn it! Why not? Well, I'd have to fly the, for one thing. I got the basement right here for you. You could fucking hitchhike. Don't be a pussy. I'll have Bach Cobb swing by and pick me up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no time to explain. Get the fuck in. <laughs> Don't sit on my squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> just running around inside the fucking car. He <laughs> opens the door like six run the out. The squirrels are on the wheel powering the car. <laughs> He's captured every squirrel in Michigan and taking them with him. <laughs> Jesus. Pokeballs. Are you sure he isn't every squirrel in Michigan? <laughs> in a trash cover. I think he's basically just a latex mask of a human with a bunch of squirrels inside of it. No, he's nothing so no, fancy. No, he's just a, he just he's just... no, he's a bunch of squirrels in a trench coat. Yeah, he is just a <laughs> pile of squirrels in a coat. A pile of squirrels. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, good. We got our episode for next week, and it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a Q episode. What could go wrong? Exactly. He's omnipotent. It's fine. They have pills for that. <laughs>